Welcome to the LinkedIn Branding Show by Michelle Squared, the podcast empowering entrepreneurs, experts, and small business owners to rise up and stand out as they build their personal and business brands on LinkedIn. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode. I'm one of your co-hosts, Michelle B. Griffin. And I'm the other half of Michelle Squared, Michelle J. Raymond. And welcome back, listeners, to another episode of the LinkedIn Branding Show where we're going to give you some practical tips this week on how you can improve your brand on LinkedIn in a way that you may not have thought about. Because, Michelle, LinkedIn did something. We all woke up overnight and there might be some missing followers. Tell people what's happened. Yes, I guess it's in the last few days, last few weeks or so. They are purging inactive accounts, fake accounts. I know overnight I lost over a thousand followers and maybe it's still happening. It seems to be subsiding. So people are losing anywhere from a dozen to multiple thousands. And it's alarming, right? Because you're like, oh my goodness, what's going to happen to me? All these people have vanished. What is going to happen to me, my brand? And I think we're going to tell you today, it's not a bad thing at all. And we both have stories from two years ago when we did something very similar on our own. Can I tell you, I was updating one of my blogs on my website, which was the top 100 company pages, and I compared it back to Bill Gates's personal following. And when I updated his numbers from when I last created this blog article, he lost one and a half million followers. So if you lost 100, 200, 1,000, think of poor Bill Gates. I don't think he's losing any sleep for the record. No, I don't think it's going to impact in one way or the other. But for others who live by those vanity metrics, it's like their identity. And we're here to tell you, not at all. Numbers don't always matter. And so let's break that down, Michelle. And first, let's give some backstory on why LinkedIn does this. Yeah, look, ultimately, they're removing inactive, fake, hibernated accounts is what they refer them as. And ultimately, when you think about it, You don't want inactive people in amongst all of your connections on LinkedIn. And here's why you don't. If you've ever had to run a LinkedIn Live or a LinkedIn Audio and invite people to those events one by one, imagine you're inviting people that aren't even active on the platform. So there's no chance of them ever arriving. Now, if you're limited to a thousand per week invites and you're sending that to 200 people that aren't even active on the platform then that's just work that you've done for nothing and wasted your time. Same would go with your content. Ultimately, it would be a chance that it might get shown to people who aren't even ever going to look at it, which means your content won't go any further. And that is the last thing that we want. So it's not a bad thing. Alarming, maybe, because of course, LinkedIn doesn't particularly do a great job of communicating with anyone. So you think, what the hell just happened? What did I post? I wasn't that controversial. I know one of our friends, Leanne Calderwood, was worried that she'd posted something that might have offended people. I know it's not that. It's just hibernation on LinkedIn's behalf. So just relax. We're all okay. I think it's a good thing, Michelle. But you and I, as you said just earlier, we did this manually and deliberately, I think it was about, what, 18 months ago now. And we removed one to 2,000. I can't remember. The number was huge of our followers. But why did we do that, Michelle? Oh, for me, it was two years ago. And I think I removed like 2,500 people. And for me, I signed up for LinkedIn in June 2008. And like many of us, set it and forget it. I had connections there that were from that period of time. They were all in a former industry that I'm no longer writing content for, no longer serving as a client. And I knew from a fact 
back in that industry, a lot of them don't use LinkedIn. So I can have a good hunch that maybe they didn't have hibernated accounts, but they just never logged on. So I knew I needed to start fresh. This is back in my year of posting every single day. So I wanted a fresh, vibrant community so that I can just get to know people and see my content go places. And so manually back then, oh, it was so hard. It took me weeks, but I did it. I got on my phone, Michelle, and I would just see when I connected. I don't even think now you can see when you connected with people or if people never had a face. I got rid of because that was a sure sign or retired in their headline. That was a sure sign they were never coming back. So that's what I did. And it was a big cut, but I think it really improved because here's the thing. LinkedIn, we don't know for sure, but they show when you post a small percentage to people. And like you said, if they're no longer there, you're just wasting your exposure. And so I got a more vibrant community that way, which was my goal. I had a very similar experience because I completely changed industries. One minute, I'm posting content around all the latest trends in beauty and all the ingredients that get used and all things related to that industry. And the next day, I'm a LinkedIn trainer. And people are like thinking, what the hell's going on here, Michelle? Am I on the wrong channel? And so I'd built a 5,000 strong niche, super niche community in my industry, which was amazing and powerful. But as a LinkedIn trainer, I didn't need to still be connected to Chinese packaging suppliers who had the latest cosmetic packaging, who posted in Chinese, but I just liked the pretty pictures and I could use it and share that with my community. But fast forward as a LinkedIn trainer, completely and utterly not my target audience. And so I had to do a lot of purging for that reason, because it had to align with not just who I was, but where I was going, who I wanted to serve and the community I wanted to build. Now, I didn't get rid of everybody because I still love that industry and I still do a lot of work in that industry because that's what I'm known for. But the thing was, I just went, what if I did a post on LinkedIn and it went to somebody in China who posts in Chinese, possibly may or may not read English, I don't know, but they're not interested in what I do. And so it's been beneficial, time consuming. You're absolutely right. That whole one by one removing connections. But I had a client this week, Michelle, that reached out who is doing a similar thing, wanted a list of who their current community was that they wanted to use off LinkedIn for other reasons. Now, you can't do it easily, but I did create a YouTube video to show them how they could do it. But I did it for myself as well. Michelle, I've got to just tell you something cute, a little side note here. Guess who my first connection was? Your first connection ever? On LinkedIn. I don't know. It was my mom. (laughs) Really? How cute is that? Yeah. So in 2009, apparently, and for those of you who don't know, my mom's been passed away for almost 10 years. She still has a LinkedIn account and I haven't told them to remove it because I don't want them to, I don't want it to go. But when I looked at it, I was like, in 2009, I connected with my mom and I watched the journey of who I'd connected with over time. And you can do this by extracting an archive of your data from LinkedIn, but I'll share the link to the YouTube video. But it was really interesting for me to watch the phases of my career as I connected with people in different industries and people that have never touched base with me since 2010. Oh, they're not integrating with my content now. So I'm going to go back to that list, use the archive version of the connections. You get a CSV file and just start to remove more because they're not serving me. I'm not a numbers person, but 
Yeah, I thought it was pretty cute when my mom was the first one. That's so sweet. I hope her account doesn't get deleted in this purging. Oh, me too. I've got my fingers crossed. I was like, please don't take hers. I was, you got to screenshot it. You guys should go do a screenshot of it all. Yeah. Screen capture or something. Yeah, my I've always said in a couple of posts over the years, connect, don't collect. I'd much rather have a more smaller, vibrant thing than just get all the numbers and followers because, like you said, I'm here to build relationships and help people and serve people. And I certainly can't do that just being a collector. So it's a good thing. So we want to say today, if LinkedIn is purging your stuff, you know, it won't last forever. And then maybe you need to purge yours. And also, can I bring up another point, Michelle? I tell this to clients too and to friends. Look, if LinkedIn, some of your content isn't it's just becoming echo chambering or it's bothering you, it's okay to unfollow so you don't see it. That's another way to do some purging. So your mental capacity or your focus comes alive or you're not reading the same old stuff and it's just bringing you down or whatever. So do purging by unfollowing people. Now you're not disconnecting, but you're unfollowing. So therefore you don't see their content. So that's another way to do it. And I think you just need a healthier community and feed. And that really makes, as we say, LinkedIn fun. It's like seeing your friends, your neighbors and all the things. That's what I think. I've said this so many times. LinkedIn is like the world's biggest business conference. And you go to the breakout sessions that you're interested in and see the people at the networking events. So you just got to you got to be more proactive on controlling that. So you do find your people and just have so much fun. I think, Michelle, you and I are both like on a high right now about LinkedIn. We're smiling. We're happy because we know the power of connection and the power of relationship building. And it's just transformative. Oh, absolutely. And for those of you who are wondering, like, how do I unfollow? If you're on their profile and you can just click on the button that says unfollow, that's that easy. But if you see their post in your feed and it's something that just doesn't light you up, I'm a bit Marie Kondo on that one. Just get rid of them. But if you want to keep connected, all you do, go to the three dots in the top right-hand corner of the post. There's a drop-down menu and just click mute, unfollow, whichever your choice is. And that way you won't be shown that kind of content anymore. I'm fiercely protective of my home feed and what I see in that feed because I spend so much time scrolling and I want to see things that actually help me grow, things that help me to learn things that might be possible business opportunities. And if I've got rubbish in there, and sometimes I define rubbish by those posts that I see that have a tendency to sideswipe me. And what I mean by that, Michelle, and I don't know if you can relate, sometimes I'll scroll and there are particular people for no reason of their own. I want want to put this straight out there. It is all me. It's all in my head. But for whatever reason, they trigger something inside of me where I feel like I'm not good enough. I should be better than them. They're way ahead of me. There's no way I can do things as good as them. I wish that I was, typically they're far more advanced in their business. They've probably been doing it for 10 years, not three. And for me, I find it triggers me and they're the people I unfollow just as much. So it's not about them. Totally about me. But if you experience that in the feed, unfollow, protect your time on there because we absorb so much. I don't think we realize how much we absorb when we're scrolling. Absolutely. I tell that to friends all the time when they're worried about LinkedIn is just getting to them. You've got to. Do- I did this in early January and I spent a lot of time doing it, just going through the feed, hitting those three dots. And I still do it, Michelle, because nothing personal, but you've got to protect your own sanity, your mental health. And imposter syndrome is a real thing. We all have it. We wrote about it in the book. 
And this is one of the ways we know, the best way we know to get rid of it on LinkedIn or to help stabilize it on LinkedIn. These are a lot of practical, theoretical, and just mindset things we've given. But I know for a fact we've done them all and they do work. Okay. LinkedIn is a good place, not a bad place. So you got to protect yourself and unfollow the people who, as you say, trigger emotions, right? So I think this is a good short and sweet. And this might be our shortest episode ever, but it was super important on why purging is a good thing. Marie Kondo Kondo style, right? That's it. And for those of you who, like me, avid gardeners, just think we have to do work to keep the garden thriving. You have to prune, you have to remove the weeds. All these kinds of things apply to LinkedIn as well so that we can have a real, you know, to extend the analogy, have that garden that flourishes on LinkedIn. And for me, it's an active process. It's something you should do regularly. It's something that will only benefit you in the long run. So yeah, move away from those vanity metrics. I think that's my only advice. Don't get stressed about the numbers. Unless you're just starting out and only got a couple of hundred, then just hang on. It's fine. But for everyone else, if you've been on the platform for ages, let it go. I'm not going to sing. I won't sing it. Will you? Oh, no. I'm certifiably tone deaf. Never ask me to sing. Never. It will never happen. <laughs> there will not be the LinkedIn branding show karaoke. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I'm embarrassed to sing. That's how bad it is. <laughs> I'm with you. It's so, really bad. That's my note is, yeah. Uh, yeah, just go do some active pruning, active removing, yeah. unfollowing, and take control back. Love that. So that was your actual tip. Mine is Go use your data, download everything. LinkedIn, you should be doing this anyway if you're content, but as Michelle said, the connection. So we'll put the link in the show notes of Michelle's YouTube video and also how to do your data archiving. And I remind my community members all the time to do it. And then you can do the connection thing or you can do the manual thing, but prune. This is the season to prune. So with that being said, Michelle, again, our shortest episode, but so jam-packed with action. But next week, guess what? More coming. So until then, keep putting yourself out there. You have a brand to build, a business to grow, and people to impact. We'll catch you next time. Take care. Cheers. I totally screwed that up. Thanks for tuning in today. More people like you need to be out there on LinkedIn, building their personal and business brands. So we would be so honored if you could leave us a five-star rating and review so we can create more impact with the power of two. That's it for this week. Till next time, connect with us on LinkedIn and keep putting yourself out there.